That gospel makes me smile in a special way today. Last night, uh, one of our students lost her cell phone in our field, and she and her mom came by last night looking for it, and I was out walking the dogs, and uh, so we're out in the field trying to find it, calling the phone, and there it was, laying in the field. I almost stepped on it. I go, hey, look what I found. And you know, it was talking about the rejoicing of that coin will be at fever pitch. This was fever pitch, rejoicing. <laughs> The artist Jules, a singer, a writer, and a poet who rocketed, and rocketed to fame in the 1990s, she has been recognized with countless industry awards over the years. Among them, she won two Billboard Magazine Awards and was a four-time Grammy Award nominee. And in 2000, by 2008, she had sold well over 30 million records worldwide. But before all that, before she rocketed to fame like that, she was playing in coffee houses to much smaller audiences. And that's when I kind of became familiar with her. Another seminarian uh, would rave about her music and he would come back from uh, one of her concerts to the seminary and say, you guys gotta go with me and hear her. She is awesome. And he would come home and regale us with stories about, she recognized me this time, and they would sit down and have a conversation after her, her gig, and they would talk about art and life and God and faith, and it was really cool. Then she hit it big, and her venues became huge, and to be fair, she was inundated with tens of thousands of fans at all the time, right? And my friend would still go to her concerts, and one day he came back dejected because he had a chance run in with her, and he, she had difficulties placing him. You know, it was kind of one of those, I'm sorry, where do I know you from moments? And for him, it was kind of crushing. You know, she was still cool, he still really loved her music, but that special connection was gone. When when you are excited about seeing someone, when you want to see somebody and you're excited to see them, it makes it all the more exciting, exponentially so, when they are also excited to see you. The gospel today about the shepherd finding the sheep, notice who's rejoicing the most. It isn't the found sheep. It is the shepherd, God. You may ex be excited when you find God in your life in a special way on a particular day, but it is in no way comparable with the joy that God has when one of his children re-enter the fold, right? Here's an interesting fact. Of course, we can pray for those people who are in purgatory. We're assisting them on their journey to heaven, right? We do that. We can't pray for those who are in hell. There's no point to it. They have reached their desired destination. And for the most part, we cannot pray for those who are, are already in heaven, the saints, because they've reached their glory. They're, they don't need our assistance. However, if you heard in the gospel today, there is one way that we can benefit those who are already in heaven. It said today, there is more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Do you want to bring more joy to those in heaven? Step into the confessional, where the good shepherd awaits with explosive joy. 
And then just experience how you feel afterwards. No matter the trepidation before, I don't want to do this, most people will feel great after because there was an encounter with this divine person who loves you so much. This week we will be given the opportunity to come before him in a unique way in this parish's annual Eucharistic devotions. For the following three days, starting after the next Mass, all day, all night, all day, all night, all day, until Tuesday night at 8 p.m., the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed on our altar, and we get to come before him and thank him and praise him for all that he does for us, all that he has given us. And no matter how difficult it is to sit there, for an hour, torture. You don't have any electronic devices or screens to, to entertain you or distract you. Take note, however, how you feel walking away after an encounter with him. This is because at the center of our faith community is not a catechism, it's not an idea, it's not a philosophy, it's not a man, but a divine person, Jesus Christ. He is the reason for everything that we do. Last night we had the spaghetti dinner and we had a concert. It's a very typical thing for this parish to do, but we only do those things because first we do this. We have sports teams. We have sports teams coming out of our ears, but the only reason we do that is because it's an extension of what we do here at this altar. We opened up the Julie Billiard School a school for children with learning challenges. We did that because first we had an encounter with Jesus Christ in this sanctuary. We have our beautiful grounds. We have a great number of ministries that we have in which we feed and clothe those who are most in need of help right here in our own parish boundaries. We have a school. If it were not for Jesus Christ first, we wouldn't bother having the school. Let the city do it. We would save tons of money. But as it is, because of Jesus at the center of our community, just this past week, I had mass with our 360 students. And not only did I get to talk to the children about Jesus, we also talked about integrity, self-discipline, honor, holiness, and all in keeping with our Judeo-Christian Western culture. If we did that in a public school, we would have been sued and I would have been immediately fired. We are strong in faith and in our convictions. And this leads local churches, the local Jewish community, businesses, realtors, and even the city to recognize that St. Sebastian is the anchor that keeps West Akron strong and healthy. If it weren't for St. Sebastian, is the refrain I often hear, and then we say, if it weren't for Jesus, the Eucharist. So I'm going to ask of you two things. The first is to stop by the church sometime in the next three days. The doors will be open 24 hours a day, and the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed on our altar. Come give thanks in adoration to him who's at the center of our community. If you can adopt a certain hour, that is fantastic. Thank you. If you got to play it a little bit by ear, that's great too. If you can't make a full hour, do a half hour. 
And as I say, if you can't do a half hour, come in for five minutes. If you absolutely can't do that, stop in, kneel down, say hi, and take right off. If there is absolutely no way in the next 60 hours that you can do even that, drive by, stop for just a moment at the curb, nod your head, and drive on. And I know you do this, and I'll tell you why I know this, is because we have a new person working here in the, in the church cleaning, and he said, you know, I don't think people like me here. I don't think they trust me cleaning. I go, why? He says, because they stop out here and stare at me while I'm cleaning and then drive away. <laughs> I said, it's not you. It's Jesus. <laughs> Which brings us to the second thing. If the Eucharist is the center, cause, and motivator of our community, you are his disciples to bring him to the world. The amount of sacrifice from you that I witness every day is what keeps St. Sebastian and her ministries the cornerstone of our community. Just for example, every morning, without fail, after the morning mass, there's a lineup of people here next to the high altar with pixies waiting for us to give them Jesus, to bring to those who are unable to be here, to bring Christ to those who are not able to make it to our Eucharistic table. This morning, PSR, Parish School of Religion, we will have teachers there volunteering. They had to go through training and background checks. They have to do preparation and then teach these classes all with and also going to Mass on the weekend. But they do that because it's so important for us to find every way we can to bring Jesus to our youth. We have theology on the rocks and theology on tap by just put on by a handful of parishioners that regularly brings together 50 to 120 people from all around to listen more about our faith and more about Jesus. We visit the poor and help the poor in many different ways. One particular way is our St. Vincent de Paul Society. When they get a call, they go out to these people's houses in our parish boundaries and finds out how we can help them and then doesn't just give them money, but tries to help them live a life in such a way that they don't need our help. And then there's altar serving and sports and volunteering all important things to have a Christian atmosphere in which to do these things. Then to the sacrifice you made in making this sacred place possible, the redoing of our organ, the, the fixing up of our building, the restoration. And the goal was to make this place so beautiful and even have concerts and things like that so that we would attract not only ourselves, but non-Catholics into our building to see we're not so strange and that it's okay to be here and that we could approach each other. And you know, we've been highly successful in that. At the end of a, a lot of concerts, you'll see people here taking pictures and just staring. So we've got them here. That was our goal. I'm not sure what to do with them now, but we got them here. In order to remain strong, we are going to have a commitment process to help foster the pooling of our community's time, talent, and treasure. Later in the month, we're going to have a ministry fair right out there on our new plaza that you helped provide, Pray for Good Weather. 
We will also be having an opportunity to review our financial stewardship to assist this great institution in her mission going forward. This week in the mail, you will be receiving a brochure that reviews the important aspects of making a commitment. Next Sunday, along with lay witnesses, you will be asked as an intentional disciple of Jesus Christ to recommit yourself to this great mission. I look forward to seeing your faces the next couple of days at our Eucharistic devotions, at our ministry fair, and next weekend at all of our masses when we will rededicate ourselves to the Good Shepherd who is so in love with us.